Hi there. What's up? I'm Ola, an inhabitant of Lightbulb Moment, aka digital entrepreneur, a proud aunt, and a goofy nerd. I'm Chris, a designer, a creative tech enthusiast, and a semi-grown kid. This is the Ranting Bananas podcast. It sound right, boy. This is a letter to my future son. I hope you know that you the one. So, welcome back to episode three of our mini series, The Big Questions.、Um, We've had a lot of information <laughs> in the last couple of episodes, so I think, I think, what we want to do now,、uh, Chris, jump in here. I think is just to kind of process through what happened,、uh, point A, and how it went to point B, and how it went to point C. Like, what was I thinking? Throughout all of this, because we had a lot of back and forth, you and I,、um, when you found out, right? Let's talk about our first conversation. How did it happen? Remind me, because of course, so much emotion from my side. So sometimes I need a bit of a jogging of memory. So I think I think when 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 I first found out、um, was we were texting about. Whatever. Oh no! I was just randomly calling you because I was walking to Sainsbury's. <laughs>、uh, shout out to Sainsbury's. <laughs>、um, I was just walking to go grocery shopping, and I I had given you a call, and then you were like, "So something happened." Ah.、Uh, and then and then you you told me about all of it, and I think I think there was a lot of mixed emotions for you because I think. You were both terrified, angry, but questioning what is the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. I think where I first stood, like on my initial conversations of finding out, my you know, of course, my initial reaction is finding out that someone's pregnant and a girl you barely know, someone you've spent fuck all time with. You're just like, holy shit. How did this happen? Okay, I remember how it happened, but like, what the fuck do I do, right? Or what is this common ground that we can stand on and agree on、uh, a path that we both want to to take, right? That's my initial reaction, and then you know, asking friends for support is、um, is my second thing. So I reached out to Steve first, and then reached out to Jess because she's. Closer to the problem, and then I told you. I think you're the third person I told, and then we had spoken about it. And I I remember speaking to you about you know my mindset at that time. I was explaining to you my general reasoning of like how our conversation was going, and it went something like this. It went like, okay, well, for me,、uh, selfishly to say it is like I don't think. It's wise to bring a person into this world when there are so many things against us. So first,、um, let's look at just Sarah' situation. Right, she's supporting her family. You know, she's the main breadwinner. So that means that you know, if she's going to go through this pregnancy, yes, she's going to have maternity leave and all that stuff. But still, there there's going to be.、Um, a lot more burden on her shoulder, added burden on her shoulder to. 
you know, have this baby for one, but then raised a kid. And then for me, it's like, I'm unemployed. I have been for the last year, had my year anniversary just a few days ago. And I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do, you know, uh, for the future, whether it's a full-time job or not, we can speak about that a bit later. But, you know, I was in an uncertain place in my life. I just got back to Vietnam as well. Of course, that means that, you know, there's distance between the mother and the father and the kid, right? And then there's other things like, what about, you know, um, the future of the child? Is this the best situation to bring a kid in uh, to this world um, and um, what about our parents you know how do they view it you know Thai culture is not uh, as o- potentially open as western culture in terms of pro-choice so how would that happen like you know what would happen there what about my parents like if I told them maybe they're open enough because they basically spent more time in the UK than anywhere else in the world but what about my grandparents? Would then I have to like convince her for the kid to live in Vietnam? And so there's just, and then like, of course, education. And there's just so many layers to this decision that I didn't take lightly. Of course, I was scared, but my immediate reaction was like, oh, like surely you're going to get rid of it, right? Surely you're going to have an abortion. Like what other reasons are there? But, you know, that's, being very selfish and naive and mm. we heard about um Ola's experience and that sounded fucking terrible like of course and I've seen it firsthand as well like you don't want people to go through that but yeah you also have to weigh the trade-offs right like there's there's elements to this decision that are out of your control and you know it's not like getting a puppy for fucking Christmas even that's a fucking burden right but it's having this kid putting all your love and energy into it raising it till you know till you die basically it's not even till 18 or 16 or whatever the age is it's like this whole crazy project and you know we've all seen broken homes all know like uh maybe a friend of a friend or even stories about you know like single parents how hard it is and even though it's a good job they always find father figures or mother figures elsewhere to sort of like fill that hole Mm there's just psychological complexities that we just don't understand uh, and maybe we're not prepared to and all this to say that maybe they're just excuses right maybe the fundamental truth is i'm not ready for this um and i i also admit that like there's 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 absolutely no way i wouldn't admit that but you know these were the things that were going through my head and i think we discussed it with each other yeah. and i think that's why you were so like i get you that's exactly, maybe it reminded me also, uh, maybe I reminded you of what you went through too, to some extent, yeah. right? All these layers. Yeah, I think so. I think so because I think, I think it's easy to look at this situation and automatically assume, you know what, Chris is a dick because he got a girl pregnant and he doesn't want this baby and now he's asking her to have an abortion. I think it's very easy to judge a situation just on the surface level and not look beyond it. But I think if someone really truly knows you, if someone truly like understands the core of who you are, it's not that you don't want to have a baby. It's not that you don't want to take responsibility. It's because you know how big a responsibility it is and how well you would want to perform that responsibility, how well you would want to fulfill that role 
that that's the reason you are saying I'm not ready for it now because it's the fact that you and I have both had childhoods in which certain things just didn't work out and you want to make sure when I do it I want to make sure I do it right I want to make sure I do it consciously I want to make sure I do it in a mindset that my child deserves I want to make sure that I've already lived my life enough that I a have the experience to be a good father mother and b I don't live my life through my child which is then you know messing up another human being so I think it's it's when you say burden, <clears throat> people might hear it and say, oh, so it's not a burden when you fuck somebody, but it's a burden when you get them pregnant. It's not that burden. The burden is the re- like the real responsibility and the consequences of bringing someone up and bringing them up right. And I think there's no book in the world. I mean, there's loads of parenting books, but there's no book that really can break down parenting in a way that makes sense. I don't think any humans really know how to be a good parent, but we can only do our best. And I think both of us come from a place where we're, we've been through things and we just know deep in our hearts that there's a fear in us that we could somehow mess somebody else up. So we want to make sure that we prepare in all ways possible to be a mature, evolved, you know, well-prepared person to, to give a good life to, to this baby. And I think that's where I was coming from as well, Where when I reacted and kind of like, what do you mean she wants to keep it? Because to me, I was like, she is going to abort, right? And 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 the, the thing is, and it sounds so shitty and it sounds so almost evil because you and I had had so many conversations on like, what can we do to to like make sure that you and Sarah see eye to eye and somehow can agree on not bringing this pregnancy to ter- uh, to to uh to term right and and it and i had to like stop i had to like pause in midst of this conversation be like why am i saying this stuff why am i reacting this way like am i a dude but i think when you peel those layers off and, and when you really look beyond it, the reason is what I was explaining just now. It, it's that fact that we really, truly actually do care. And we want to make sure that when we do finally have a child, it is in a way where we are ready, when we are ready and we can really give the child everything we hope to. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was really surprised at my reaction, but I, I get it now in, re- uh, you know, looking back at it. But when we were talking about it, I remember you bringing up um, being a man, right? Like like that concept of like right and wrong and being a man. And so I wanted you to kind of like dive into that a bit deeper. Sure. So as I said in the last episode that this is the second time I've been through something like this, right? Second time I've got a girl pregnant and I've been in a situation now what do I do, right? You would have thought I learned the first time, but apparently not. Fuck. Anyway, okay. So first relationship, she tells me she's pregnant. I'm in Spain, fucking having a well of a time with my friends. Obviously, um, wasn't having a good time after that because it was always on your mind, no matter how young you were. I was like 20, 21, right? Like, but still, I was like, holy fuck, this is 
what a decision because I think even then I saw it you know I, I think I see it deeply like deeper now there's more layers now but even then I was like okay well you know what I said was like we should just have this baby and we'll just get married you know, naively mm. at, at 21 even if I saw all the like repercussions and, and, and all, everything else I still did that right there was something I don't know what it was right and then and then this time around the same intuition came up Wait, surely you've just even if you don't marry this girl surely you have to support um her having mm-hmm. this if if that's what she wanted and i was like well actually hold on a second why the fuck do i have to do that like is it the best decision screw being a man or not because i think that what we're taught as men is that you know if you don't if you don't take responsibility for what you've done, specifically in the situation of supporting the kid, if she wants it, then you're automatically a dick, right? You're like the worst, you're like scum of the earth, right? And in some, like, you know, maybe in some situation that is true, but it can't be painted with a broad brush, right? Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it's inherent or what? how we're taught as men is like, you have to do that, like, that's like if 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 nothing is true, that's the only truth in life. You like, you have to you know have your seed be you know the proud of, like you know the proudest moment of your life and all this stuff, right? And that, uh, maybe that's kind of like innate to men in general, where it's just like, oh yeah, it's my seed. Like I've got to do everything and, and to take on that responsibility. But I don't like. I was like, this is this is not it. Like I was questioning, like, does this make me less of a man? because i'm saying no you should get rid of it or i don't want to be involved because like you know i've said my piece and if you don't agree with it what else can i do but it but then therefore the scale has tipped right like actually i don't have there's no 50 50 chance right even if the act was 50 50 the decision is actually not and I'm not saying I'm, I disagree with it not being 50-50 in terms of if she wants it, you know, she has the right to. I'm just saying that it's still, like, it's, it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible situation, right? Um, that's just the reality of it, right? So how do you deal with it? How do you reconcile the feeling of not being a man when everything you're taught is, like, you have to, you know, honor what what she decides, and so I struggled with that for a, for a while. And um, to add, there was a, a ticking time bomb, right? Pregnancy um, to get abortion is 10 to 12 weeks. So she had already, so it was like four or the sixth week, right? So it was like, oh shit, well, we don't have that much time. How do we, how do I, with the help of Ola, help her see what I'm seeing and help help her peel those layers back because like like I said to my dad the other day because his friends always ask me why don't you get married I'm like well it's easy to get married but it's hard to hard to stay married right mm-hmm. it's the same fucking concept man like it's, it's it's fucking easy to have a kid right but it's very hard to raise a kid and that's the problem that we're dealing with it's not having the kid it's raising the kid so you know how do we make her see that and yeah so, so what did what did being a man really mean? So like, so and, and it and it stemmed from like some kind of societal, um, you know, expectation or like cultural expectations or like 
and being a man here means uh, I must provide, or what is the definition? Yeah, here, yeah, you're 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 right. Exactly, I must provide. I must be responsible um, for you know all the seed that you spread in the world. I must not abandon people if you want to put it that way. Like, yeah, all those. All those things you see, right? Like all those things you hear yeah. about, and and, and 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 the options we were looking at, and okay, d- just a disclaimer here, and, and kind of like a clarification: we weren't trying to convince Sarah to get rid of the baby. We were trying to convince Sarah to have an open-minded conversation about it, um, <clears throat> because she at some point, and again, I'm relaying what you told me, so this might be completely biased and Chris might, might have been lying to me guys. So I don't know. But, um, but what I, what I was told was she was at some point, she wasn't even really responding. So it was kind of like, Chris was just kind of like, what's happening? Like, is she just deciding to just have it? Do I have no say? Uh, can't I, can't I say what I want or what I need as well while battling as well with like, what does it really mean being a man? So I think there was a moment when when there was real fear in, fear in you that you have no say and that kind of prompted me to do some research into into what it means, you know, like equality when it comes to pregnancies. It's really interesting because um someone wrote on a on a Reddit thread and they used the A I A N A L which is I am not a lawyer. That's short, like a short handle for that. Um, and she was explaining essentially contractually, like if you looked at a pregnancy as a contract, um, there are certain rights that are assigned to men and women. And because there's like inequality in what men and women have to do during the pregnancy, then uh, the men's rights end at a certain point and the women's rights begin at a certain point. So it's like, for example, the men's rights are, uh, he can choose whether he wants to use protection or not. He can choose whether he's gonna ejaculate inside or not. He can choose, uh, you know, whether he's gonna want to be involved or not. But after that, like, he can't choose what the woman's going to be doing with the seed right so the woman's choices are she can choose whether she was going to use protection or not she can choose to use post-protective forms like you know a plan b or you know choose to eliminate the pregnancy she can choose whether she wants to give up the child for adoption or not and the same choice goes then the, the father has the right of first dibs if if there would be an adoption yeah it was just a really interesting breakdown of like all these things and um and, and my question was particularly in an abortion, how much freedom and how much choice does the father have versus the mother, right? Because normally right now, by law, it's the woman that gets to decide, right? In most countries, when you are able to have an abortion, it's my body, my choice, and and it's it's the woman's choice, and the man kind of doesn't have a choice. But when the baby is born, then in many places, by law, you are required to pay money, Right, you are support, uh, child support, uh, yeah. So, so it was very interesting for me to kind of like see that breakdown, and I thought that was uh, that was a you know like, I, and I don't know what you think about that kind of contractual breakdown because there was a guy that actually jumped in and he was very against this breakdown because um, he was like, why? What if the guy wants to keep the baby, 
But the woman doesn't want to keep the baby. So let's flip the situation. You want to have this baby, but Sarah doesn't want to have a baby. How can you say it's fair on Sarah to risk her life? Because pregnancies are life-risking situations, right? It's, there's, there is a small percentage of women with current science that pass away during pregnancy, but that risk is still there. There's a risk of dying when you have childbirth. You know, there's there's loads of risks involved. So if the man wants a baby and the woman doesn't want a baby, then where does this right lie, right? So it's <laughs> it's quite... I don't know the answers to that question, to be honest. I just know the situation I'm in. Like the larger, if 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 we were going to discuss this in terms of like the political policy, I would probably favor the women, right? But when you're in yeah. it, it's fucking different. It's a fucking different story, it, it, you know, because it's like it's actually affecting you, right? And yeah. you're hoping that both parties respect each other's views, respect each other's uh, opinions and and then come to what is a a common ground and then go from there like i don't think there's a one size fit all argument but you know when you talk about policy it has to be black and white and then you know then 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 it's up for grabs right other areas are up for grabs but i don't know i mean yeah <sighs> yeah uh fuck i mean i wish i was a woman for like a day and gone through this then i'll tell you right like but I just, you know, I'm probably going to be siding with the male, like, however subjective that might be. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know. And I think that's where we were when we were chatting, um, you know, when we were chatting through all of this, because because we realized right now the kind of like the only person that was, hmm, no, how to say this? You were very adamant about not wanting the baby, and Sarah was very adamant about wanting the baby. Um, and I think you guys were in a bit of a gridlock and there was no, there was no dialogue. There wasn't, I think at least for me, I felt like you weren't able to express yourself. And I obviously had not spoken to Sarah. So I didn't know if she was able to express herself. So I think at that point, um, was when I suggested you talk to my therapist. Um, Shout out to Sue, who's bloody amazing. Um, but but yeah, but I, I had emailed her and kind of it was one of those like very surreal emails where you're like, <laughs> I think I wrote like, hi Sue, hope you're doing well. Looking forward to our session. By the way, I have a friend who got a girl pregnant and it would be great if they could do a group session with you. <laughs> And I was asking basically for permission to introduce you to her um, and whether she would talk to you guys. Because I thought, you know what? It all stemmed from a lack of communication. Let's see if we can get at least to a place where you both feel some sense of um, unity in conversation mm. now that we're already at this point. So it was... So yeah, so I I, uh, I had introduced you to Sue. So let's uh, let's talk about that. Okay. Okay. So yeah, like it was, uh, it was actually probably the best idea because even after the first conversation with Sue, like I felt so much better, right? Just cause she had different tactics to sort of get things out of you and, um, just a really good person to kind of guide you through 
or, or pick different elements out of what you're saying and try to concrete it and then like help you move on um, and ask the right questions. So she was um, definitely a godsend and definitely helped me through this process uh, from the thanks to Ola. And so first I, I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna go through this, right? Because one of the main problems with this is that I didn't understand what Sarah was saying to me. Like I, we would go around in circles. I would say like my reasons, you know, being logical, these are my reasons. And, you know, um, you know, it's not an easy decision. And then I asked her and she was like, oh, you know, I just, I, I can't, you know, like, I just, and I, I, I never got a real answer or, or, or maybe one that I didn't find satisfying enough, right? That was probably the main problem. So when Ola introduced me to Sue, I spoke to Sue and I was like, hey, Sue, like, this is the situation I'm going through. Um, and then she was speaking to me and she actually, she does a lot of things. She's, she's very experienced in different areas. But one of the things that she's experienced in is mediating conversations, usually in a business setting, but the framework is pretty much the same, right? So she would walk me through like the framework of like, hey, so what she would do is she'll have a one-on-one -on -one with me to understand the context and frame the questions in the right way. And then she'll have a one-on-one -on -one with Sarah and do exactly the same. And then come back and do a group conversation and you know, have the questions that she needs to highlight, have me say uh, my answer, have Sarah repeat it to, uh, repeat it to me, see um, if she understood it or not. And, you know, we'll go through that, you know, a long list of questions and then hopefully come to the next steps basically, right? Or an action plan. What do we decide to get out of this? So do you want me to walk you through actually what happened? Yeah, yeah, I think that will be interesting. Sure, so, yeah, so, you know, I mean, of course, you know, that was a very emotional, heavy session. Like, I remember speaking to Ola afterwards, I was like, yeah, I had to like drink before it. Like I haven't felt, I haven't felt that nervous in a very very long time and bear in mind like i um you know i like lead workshops so i like stand up there's like 30 people in the room and i'm acting a fool you know like i i, I i'm fairly confident and i have been for ever since i've you know done workshops and done public speaking events but this is just speaking to a laptop right so it's like it's like every, any meeting you ever have it's super chill but for some reason, right, I was nervous. I was so fucking nervous. It was like the first time I've ever spoken on like a Zoom call or some shit. It was like I was on stage again or whatever, right? Yeah. So I was just, yeah, a bunch of nerves and, you know, had a beer, it calmed me down. And um, yeah, we just went through things like, you know, questions, if I can remember from the top of my head. <sighs> Fuck. I mean, it's it's difficult because I think I was just an emotional wreck. But yeah, just like talk talk to me about the situation and you know what you want to do, right? So I told her like you know I don't think it's wise. His mm. all my examples or his how how I foresee it, even if it's like best case scenario. Um, there's just so many hurdles for how for how this won't be successful, um, and then. 
um, you know, we spoke about that, and then so we went back and forth, and and one thing was was quite interesting. Um, Sarah was felt very closed to the mm. situation, and and um, she also mentioned after, like you know, at the end of the call that it was probably more for you than for me. So maybe mm. selfishly it was right, but what I my objective in that session was really to understand where where she's coming from like what is she thinking and what's the reasons behind that she wants to keep it right and all the way through this process as well i just want to mention which is like we set up these calls but they had to happen you know they had to be spread out so like sarah would get like a checkup and she's already like felt a heartbeat and yeah. um and ha- had a scan so of course that doesn't help um my argument right and uh, my case because of course like it's, something is growing inside of you you're gonna develop an emotional connection i mean that's only human and if you don't then you're a fucking robot right like that's uh, so and you know it was this was pretty late this was like 10 weeks in so we didn't have a lot of time to like make or decide on a conclusion right and um we were going back and forth but to be honest I I I felt I said what I needed to say and I and I um and and for the thanks of Sue and she really helped us kind of guide e- each other the funny thing is in that in that meeting you know we we spoke about the decision right like I think this is one of the crucial parts and I'm like yeah I don't think we should keep it and then Sarah was like I have to keep it you know like I'm uh, 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 you know, it's it's part of my belief. Like, I don't think I'm religious. Maybe it's a cult. Like, I think it's more culturally uh, a thing that you know, it, it's just inherently wrong, right? It's against what I believe, and and she's also expressed this with her friends, and they all think the same. So it's a cultural norm that hey, if this happens, it means it's a godsend, and mm-hmm, I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I have to keep it, right? And you know that's respect to that yeah i mean what were you gonna do right like there's not so i didn't even spend that much time on on that part there was nothing i could say that could um reverse her decision or overturn it uh and it was just like okay well you know um then we spent more on the 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 last section of the meeting which was okay what's next and what is chris going to do about the situation and what is sarah going to do about the situation the thing that that made me think um, uh, right away, you know, when, when you guys were having these therapy sessions and you and I were having a lot of back and forth about it um, and, and the questions were, you know, so what would come next? What would come next for you? What would come next for her? This potential pregnancy, this not potential pregnancy, potential baby, um, existing pregnancy. One of the things that really kind of shook me was that you told me she was going to quit her job. And from what I had heard from you, she was the sole provider for her family. So she was, um, she takes care of her father, mother, sibling, right? Brother. And I was like, I don't understand. And, and I think this is also one of the reasons I'm doing this. And, and I really, 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 really hope that, that Sarah is going to want to come on this show and talk because because right now we're doing it all one-sided. I know it kills you, you're scared, 
But obviously, I would just do it with her. You don't have to be there. But it's just, I, I do think it's important to have two sides of the dialogue, right? Because to me, I'm completely dumbfounded when I hear, what do you mean you're going to quit your job? So now there's already three dependents that you've got. Uh, add you, that's four people you have to afford. And add baby, which is like the most expensive thing ever. Now you've got five people you have to afford. What does this really mean? And what's your plan? Like what? And and of course, there's also a part of me that's like, you know, the sister from another mister that I'm like, what about Chris? Like, well, like, does Chris have to now afford the livelihood of five people? Like, you know, like automatically, I'm just like, what? what's the math here? Like, explain to me logically what are the steps that, that happened right so that was that was my biggest thing like at that point right that i was like okay if this goes through then what are the repercussions yeah exactly and i mean so it's probably half my fault right like because i'm always an advocate for doing what you like and finding sort of um, a meaning right finding something that mm. you're really passionate about and you should just go for it if you're if you're stuck in a nine to five or uh, potentially dead end job there's something else you can do if you're going to spend any time and energy and you know your livelihood you should find something you want to do and we had spoken briefly about this uh during our two weeks which is like she has been in the industry for 10 plus years but you know you know in a great position uh you know running her own department super nice like hotel um so you know well done, great job, right? Really grinded it out. But she had also said that actually she really wants to do something else, something maybe in marketing or media, just something like mm. a bit more creative, a bit more to what like closer to her personality. So she's still finding something, right? Her job was her job, but it wasn't her calling. And so, you know, I'm a guy that would be like, what the fuck, man? Like if you've got savings, um, you should just do it um, because you can always go back to your job. What's... What's the fucking difference, right? But this is completely different. This is fucking completely different. Now you have to worry about every little thing, right? It's not it's not only you now. It's not only you now. It's it's um well it wasn't even only her before because of her family and stuff. So it's like it's even crazier. And yes, she handed in her resignation and when we had the last call she was unemployed. It sound right, boy. 